0: feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill It's a dangerous so. love affair Can't be scared
1: when it down Got a problem, tell me so. now
2: Only
0: thing that's on my mind Is so. going to so. run this town tonight Hey,
1: welcome to the Cuomo Sports Talk. We are live. It is a Monday morning. Great week of sports, a lot of sports coming up, uh, a lot of issues, serious issues, um, but what's new, um, if you've been watching basketball, you got to ask yourself, was, are these the best playoffs games you've ever witnessed, or maybe by surprise that you see some AFC teams, 3-1 on some teams, or you, you watch teams like the San Antonio Spurs, who've beat the Dallas Myricks nine times. Nine in a row, but then when the playoffs come, things change. And everybody knows the playoffs are different from regular season. Intensity and everything comes up, uh, goes to another level. Regardless of what seed you are, but if you're in the playoffs, you do have out of the 30 teams in the NBA, if you one of the eight teams, you have to have some type of talent so that you always got a shot. I've always said this as a shooter, you got a chance. Once you get hot, you got a chance. So we look at the Dallas Mavericks and the San Antonio Spurs situation, and it's sitting 2-1. Not what we thought, not what I thought, whatever thought. The Mavericks lead the series 2-1. Uh, you, you go down to Oklahoma City Thunder 2-2, but it looks like the Memphis Gri- Grizzlies are there to win that series with the talent of Oklahoma City Thunders. Still three games left in the series. Uh, the Mavericks play to, The Mavericks play tonight. Uh, against the Spurs, uh, we will we see if that would become a tie ball game, a tie series, or would the Dallas Mavericks go up 3-1. Uh, a lot of things uh, with the Clippers. I think the Clippers and the Golden State Warriors might. That's not so much a surprise as far as the game goes, except for the blowout by both teams blowing each other out. The Clippers blew the Warriors out, what was it, game two? Game two, and then last night the Warriors – blew the clippers out and the question in that game did it have anything to do with the clippers owner saying what he said and those guys the los angeles clippers coming together and some solidarity to you know show that they're still a team but the comments made by their owner and that still weighs heavy in your mind regardless if you have a job to do we'll touch on that later on the show. Um about the Clippers owners and some comments and tape that was leaked out uh, initially by TMZ, uh, but it's everywhere now. Uh, you can hear it. You can read about it. Other other good games. Uh, now we expect the we expect the Miami Heat to blow out the, especially with Al Jefferson out of the lineup for the uh, Charlotte Bobcats. That's a three zero series. I think that game is uh, what is it tomorrow? No, it's like Tonight is tonight. So, they may get some rest, and a team like Miami Heat with Dwayne Wade on it needs some rest if you're going to get into this next series. And you're probably going to play somebody that's good. You look over at the Houston Rockets, and the Portland Trailblazer is just it's a 2 1. 2 1. Both of these, I think they had three overtime games. Portland coming out on top of it. You look at the um, Lamarcus Aldridge and what he's done in each game. I think. They have a lot of great role players, and I say great because you got guys that's played in the league elsewhere. that can come off the bench, uh, and they contribute, and I think I think they just know their role. They come out there, and they get it done. One of my favorites is uh, Lillard. This guy is cold-blooded, second year in the league. You would think this was his 10th year in the league, the way he plays basketball, the way he goes about his business, the way he understands the severity of clock management, time of the game, uh each possession and what he does when he gets that situation. 888-346-9144. Alex Clancy is in the studio. Uh we're going to get into some basketball. But I asked you initially, so I asked you Alex, is this the other outside of me When I was growing up, liking the Detroit Pistons and just watching everything that happened in that time, Detroit Pistons, the uh, Chicago Bulls, and how Michael Jordan became Michael Jordan. Now, regardless, he did have a great talent, but I like to equate some of that to the Detroit Pistons and what they did to Michael Jordan and how he changed his mindset and what had to be done. For the Chicago Bulls to become Chicago Bulls, along with a lot of teams, because the 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 uh, Celtics, Boston Celtics, and the Los Angeles Lakers had to do the same thing to the Detroit Pistons for them to get over the hump. Those were great basketball games and great basketball series playoffs when I was coming up and watching them. When I look at basketball today, I like the I like when the eight seed and and all the all the fan favorites. That's supposed to be winning should be up two zero three zero kind of like um, the Heat are with the uh, Bobcats. These games just been exciting all the way through, outside of the two games that's been blown out by the same two teams, the Golden State Royals and Los Angeles Clippers. Are these games exciting to you, um, uh, what are you? Are they or they are, are they more of a surprise to you? Uh, I mean, it, I think the Mavericks should be up three zero right now because they they blew like a
2: twelve point lead late in Game 1 against the Spurs, the Spurs came back and, and won. So the, they should be up 3-0. That's kind of a surprise. Uh, Memphis, Oklahoma City, definitely not a surprise. You have two completely different teams. Um, I talked a little bit on Friday about uh, the problem that OKC is going through. Uh, Memphis has a very balanced team offensively and defensively, and Oklahoma City has a top-heavy two-headed monster that is their whole offense. So that's seemingly problematic for Oklahoma City to get over the hump of Memphis. And with that tied 2-2, we'll see what happens. The, Hawks is, the Hawks-Pacers is the most surprising to me. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious throughout uh, the whole thing because uh, Jeff Teague has kind of showed himself to be uh, a strong point guard in this league, and, and Indiana showed to be mentally weak. And that's it's just interesting that these two teams have clashed, and the, the Pacers... Uh, trouble on the road four four and eleven in their last fifteen road games is um, proven that you know going on the road in the playoffs is still difficult no matter how
1: good you are. Right, you, you're not in the confines of your home. You got to travel, uh, not just being at home and playing in that crowd, that atmosphere that's ninety percent of them cheering for you, but the travel you have to do. Uh, let me ask you: the Indiana Pacers Atlanta Hawks game is it? It's surprising to you in a sense that we thought Indiana Pacers was that team. They do have the number one seed in the East. We thought it was a team. They, pro- they professed to be that team and wanted to be that team to have the number one seed. Now they got it. Let's see what they do with it. Or did you? we just look at the Atlanta Hawks, you're the eighth seed, and you're the eighth seed in the East. Uh, there's really no, you know, we look at and we talk so much about the Suns. They would be a three seed if they played in the East. Are they battle tested. But the Atlanta Hawks came in on a nine-game winning streak. The Indiana Pacers, came, Indiana Pacers came in under a whole disarray of uh, inside turmoil with the, with the teams and, and, and publications of them fighting a squad Maybe they are, maybe they're not, just the arguments. You, you look at uh, Hibbert and what he's not doing to be that big of a man. We talk about that same language in Dwight Howard, uh, who has stepped up as late. Is that the surprise to you about the Atlanta Hawks and Indiana Pacers game? Because I thought the Atlanta Hawks coming in on a – how you come in the playoffs and uh, how you come in the playoffs Atlanta, the way the Atlanta Hawks did, I thought they was ready to play back. Yeah, I mean they got hot at the right time.
2: Right. Uh, it was initially said that they're, they're trying to tank to get out of the playoffs so they don't have to play and lose in the first series and lose in the first round and then not get a lottery pick. Uh, but now it's kind of working out for them. Indiana – this is exposing Indiana more than it is Atlanta. Atlanta has nothing to lose. You know, so they can play. They can play all out all the time, take chances, take risks, and and they have, and and it's been paying off for them. They could have won uh, game four and gone up three one. So this is, it's just showing that Indiana and, and I said this when we had this conversation before. You said I was crazy that Paul George is not a superstar yet. He's not. He's he's a shrinking when the spotlight's getting big, and that's not what superstars do. And with them, with them as a whole, as a team. The configuration of the team is too muddled with shooting guards and small forwards and power forwards. They don't have point guard or center that's, that's producing right now, which is problematic for any team. So I, I still think they'll win this series, but I think, I mean, Atlanta's playing without Al Horford. They're playing without probably their best player, and they're still holding with them. They're still playing with a center that shoots threes and, and DeMar Carroll as their, as their power forward. Anybody that doesn't know who bas- basketball
1: doesn't know who the hell that guy is, and he, they're still crushing it and playing the number one seed. I think um, I, I will say I know what you mean when you say Atlanta has nothing to play for, but I think they do as far as their free agent stuff. Atlanta, you talked about the um, the, the lottery pick. It would have been great to get that. It would have been great to be a part of something like that. But when you get a chance to win, you have to win. Uh, so I understand what you what you mean when you say that. Uh, I think Paul George is a super. In my in my opinion. When I watch this guy play, he's a rising superstar. I think he's a superstar. I think he, rising and being a superstar two different things. But I think he is a superstar. I think he has to rise above the above what's going on with that team now. If you're not going to do that, you, no one's going to look at you as a superstar. Superstars find a way to get their team over the hump. They were down. They were down. First game, the, the Atlanta Hawks beat them at home. Uh, second game Which it, happens at times Yeah People happens.
2: overlook that first game They're like right. okay That's a win
1: Especially I mean, it's the 1-8 matchup Right I'm the number one seed And I'm about to play number eight I don't think you should ever Take a team for granted I learned that in high school right. and, and almost lost a lot of games Like that These are guys are professional And it still happens It's just the human nature Of what What takes place of The competitiveness And who we think we are To you The right. Atlanta Hawks AC, Indiana Pacers Being number one That happens a lot it, It's going to happen Every year probably in the um in the playoffs. A eighth seed or a lower seed beating or the bottom seed beating the top seed. But they come back and win game two. They lose game three close game. I really think Atlanta Hawks will be up three one. Three one in this game. Three one. And then it takes a superstar to kinda of pull these guys back together. They are now sitting at two or two. So they're back in the game. The Indiana Pacers get to go home and play in the game. It's not like um They're out of it by any stretch of imagination. They are back. And now we have another series. This is a whole new series for these guys now. So you got three games. The Pacers have home field advantage again. You have three games to win, too. Yeah, I don't think that... I think the winner of Game
2: 5 will win the series, and I say that, and that's kind of an, an easy thing to say. Uh, Atlanta's not good enough to win two games in a row against Indiana, number one, and number two, I don't think Indiana's mentally tough enough to win the last two games after going down 3-2. Yeah, Even though they have the last one at home, I don't believe that that's,
1: I don't believe that that's in their makeup right now, especially with how they've fallen. I will agree 100% with you on the ladder. I, I don't think they can win two games. I don't think going 3-1, they figure the way that team has been, the way they limped and... Mentally went into the playoffs. I don't think they have enough in them to say, "This is we can we can pull us all. We can do this." It's just the Atlanta Hawks. Now you know it's the Atlanta Hawks that have you three one. It's not the eighth seed Atlanta Hawks that you let come in your house and your home and win the first game, win the first game of the season. Yeah. So that that game right there, the Indiana Pacers, it, it is now is one to watch and see what Paul George and the Indiana Pacers does. Now it's one to watch and see if Atlanta Hawks. Is a is a team that can go in there and win another one. They have to win another one because then their best chance would be Game Six, if they can win at home. Their best chance to win is Game Six. But I agree too. This Game Five is important for both of these teams. Definitely the number one seed. No, I agree. I mean it, this
2: this series kind of reminds me of uh, the Bulls Washington series. You don't really know what you're going to get with Washington now. You do because they they absolutely crushed uh, the Bulls yesterday. And you could see that when the, when the time, when the light was shining, John Wall, Bradley Beal, Trevor Reza stepped up to the plate. And we'll see if Atlanta can do that with a team that's defense, defensively oriented, like the Bulls are, a team that's technically better. Nobody picked Washington to win this series. And now they're up 3-1, and you know, they're, they're going to close it out, I would think, in Game, in game 5. Um, so we'll see if Atlanta can do that when, when the light is shining in
1: Indiana, if they can take care of business. Tell you what, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk NBA basketball. we got a lot more to talk about. We'll get into some more seriousness of the uh, Los Angeles Clippers and Golden State Warriors game. Quarrel Live Sports Talk, Alex Clancy in the studio. We'll be right back.
0: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Sports Mavericks Show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moye, aka the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks Show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
1: Welcome back to the Cuomo Sports Talk. 888-346-9144. Alex Clancy in the studio. We're talking NBA basketball. We'll get into some more seriousness of the Los Angeles Clippers as we move forward on to the show. Got the NFL draft coming up. I want to say, what is that, May 8th, something like that? May 8th, the NFL draft. Who's going? I think the thing a lot of people want to know or see Unless you got to favor the team, and I looked at that schedule, and I can say I care less. But I really did notice that I could see the Dallas Cowboys going six and ten. I just looked at, I glanced at the schedule, but and in that glance, glancing moment, I just saw six and ten for the Dallas Cowboys. And we'll talk about that probably uh, maybe tomorrow uh, as we get into some uh, more in depth with the uh, NFL and, and the draft, the upcoming draft. Don't forget Johnny Manziel, who gonna go first. Uh, don't forget Blake Ballers, probably be the first quarterback. How far would Teddy Bridgewater drop? It's probably going to be a second round. Because, you know what, I'm going to say that for tomorrow. Because just conversation alone can drop a guy down. Conversation alone can bring a guy up. Um, and that's crazy. But we are talking NBA basketball. Another 2-2 game series is the Toronto Raptors and the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets just lost a game uh, last night to the Toronto Rap- Raptors. And you look at the two teams. You look at the first-time head coach who was playing and who was playing last year, uh, and Jason Kidd. You look at you look at that situation, you look at the veteran, and I think Jason Kidd m- may turn out to be a decent coach. He had some problems in the beginning. He had to fire some some of his staff. Um, if you're not buying into the situation, that's the quickest way for disasters, quickest way for your team to lose basketball games or any game or whatever sport uh, may have you. Um, but you look at the Brooklyn Nets and the first-time coach, Jason Kidd, who's playing last year. You look at the veteran leadership in Paul Pierce uh, Johnson. You look at uh, Williams. You look at uh, Kevin Garnett, and you wonder why this team is not up 3-1 because any team in the playoffs, you got to give them a chance to win a game. I just think you give them a chance to win a game because there's a reason why even if they mastered to get in that eighth seed, that there is some talents. But you're looking at the Brooklyn Nets and the Toronto Raptors tied at 2-2, and I just thought at this point it would be 3-1. Toronto Raptors doesn't buy into, and I do think experience of the Brooklyn Nets coming to play. It's just not when you're playing basketball. It comes into play in situations of the basketball game or what would I do in a situation when those guys have done it 152 times, um, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, uh, you, you look at those veteran teams, Joe Johnson, when they've played in numerous playoff games, I think only situations and circumstances make that veteran leadership what it is. But if you're running up and down the court and you playing basketball, you you you're playing defense and you and you getting points offensively, the Toronto Raptors deserve to be there. And you look at what they've done, the Nets, uh, the Nets lose the first – I'm sorry, they win the first game. Toronto comes back and they beat them. They just split in games. The Nets, um the Nets come back and win and then last night the Toronto Raptors beat the Brooklyn Nets eighty seven seventy nine. What do you see in this game? Is is 'cause when I watched this game I thought the 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 veteran leadership would take over, but then you talk about some veterans who could still play. You talk about Darren Williams who was still one of the I thought was one of the premier point guards in the league. And you give you get you get to get the ball to Joe Johnson. You get Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce uh, to contribute at least 15 points. That's a success in itself for me as far as why they came there. And you can't talk about, well, we built this Brooklyn Nets team to com- combat the Miami Heats in the East. You got to worry about the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. I mean, the
2: Raptors should have won game one. They were up eight with like two minutes left. Paul Pierce hit three jumpers in Went a row. Crazy. Yeah. Um, so they should be up 3-1, first of all. Second of all, you can't have your veteran leadership guys scoring being your leading scores. Paul Pierce was your leading scorer last night. Um, uh, Garnett had 10. I think the, the second leading scorer had 12 off the bench. But you can't have Joe Johnson and Darren Williams um, disappearing. In Game 4, or in Game 3, Joe Johnson went nuts. Um, the Raptors should have won that game. Uh, there was fishy... Uh, Fishy um, uh, referee calls uh, towards the end of the game, one charge that wasn't a charge that took away points off the board, and there were a couple calls on the other side of the court that took away points or that gave points to uh, Brooklyn. Darren Williams isn't as good as everybody thinks he is. And uh, what I mean by that is when the time comes to make clutch free throws, to take care of business, to handle the ball, he's questionable at times. He missed four huge free throws, in the game they ended up winning, but that's your point guard. Right. That's a guy that's supposed to knock down free throws. He's, he's around – he's like a 75%, 78% free throw shooter, but it doesn't matter. You need to be able to make free throws when they count, and he isn't. And the the one thing that I take away from this whole series is DeMar DeRozan is really good, and everybody's being able to see now the USC product, how good he is. Just because he's up north, he doesn't get a lot of
1: play on TV, but he's, he's a stud. We, we say that about about Crisp. Um uh was, was Bosch? Bosch. We said that a lot about Chris Bosh. Is Chris Bosh that talented to become a big three? Because he was the only thing in Toronto. Uh, but he come down, and Chris Bosh Chris is a he's a center. He's a forward center. Yeah, really a stretch forward. yeah. He's a st- yeah that can hit threes. <laughs> we talk. We look over in Oklahoma and Serge Ibaka, who can hit threes. I don't need you to hit threes, Serge. You're probably arguably the best defensive player in the game. One of them. I need you to defend and get the trash basket. You look over and um, you look at the Clippers and 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 um, they don't make plays for two hundred Jordan. Jordan and all he comes up with fifteen points, play defense, outstandingly, uh, and help that team win basketball. Yeah, he games. could have won
2: most improved player of the year this year too. easily,
1: easily. Uh, but then you look over to Toronto and, and you talk about Graz and he he's holding his own. He's doing. It. He's not buying into okay, we don't we in this playoff game with the a veteran Brooklyn Nets team, win this playoff game, and we tie 2-2, two, 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 and we expect expecting to win. And these guys show up uh, and play basketball. Again, the only time I say that veteran leadership comes into play is if a circumstance come up, not if you're just running up and down the court playing basketball because now this is a glorified pickup game that generates a lot of money. The team wins this game uh depending on how the circumstances turn out, you can look at the Brooklyn Nets. You can look at the first-time coach uh, Jason Kidd and what they've done and what he's done throughout the year to get this team right where they are, uh, which was a sixth seed. You look at Toronto, was the Rap- Toronto Raptors, the third seed in the East. So it can't be a surprise because we have our favorites and we know the names of the, whole, the entire – you look at some future Hall of Famers over there with the Brooklyn Nets, we can't say this third – Third seeded Toronto Raptors are not there to win that series.
2: Yeah, and it's it's funny that we were talking before the playoffs. Like, well, it stinks that Brooklyn and Chicago have to play each other because it's it's good for everybody else because they'll knock one of each other's out. One of each other out. Right. They both might not make the second round. I would. Nobody was picking. Washington and Toronto to beat these two teams nobody i mean Spivey was Spivey
1: picked washington and you look at washington cuz we didn't talk about the charlotte we didn't talk about the charlotte Bobcats. and then look what they look what they've done to get in there they just ran into a Miami and, heat and but team. they played Miami the first the first two games were really tight oh, i know like it was back and forth it wasn't but that's a team like, that's that's what i'm saying that's a team that we we didn't talk about it, w- it wasn't sexy enough to talk about but all those guys did was go win basketball yeah. games yeah. So, so yeah, Toronto Raptors, yeah, it don't seem like uh, it's not – where's the names on that team? Uh, if you're just watching basketball or if you don't know anything about basketball, you do know Kevin Garnett. You do know Paul Pierce, Darren Williams. You know Joe Johnson. You know Jason Kidd. and You think, oh, those used to be some of my favorites. You know Jay-Z. You know Jay-Z. I mean, they, they, they have
2: everything lined up there for yeah. star-studded events,
1: and they're just and, old. And it's, Yeah, and it's Brooklyn. And it's, they are old. And they spend a lot of money. And, right. I, and I think Toronto – could be a 3-1 with this 2-2 two, two, uh, tied series. Toronto Raptors, I will not be surprised if they won, if they uh, beat the Brooklyn Nets. They are sitting at the 3 seed. They did play to get to that point in the 3-C of the Eastern Conference uh, playoffs and Brooklyn sitting at 6. Now, we just can't go by, okay, we know these names, these guys should win because they won elsewhere.
2: Yeah, and it's funny how with how bad the Eastern Conference started, the records didn't end up too badly. You know, 48 wins, I understand that that's a little low for a three seed, but that's how many wins Toronto had, and they're all playing each other. I understand that the talent level is a little bit less in the Eastern Conference, but the storylines are so much better in the Eastern Conference than they are in the West because it's all the usual suspects in the West. I mean, Portland has kind of come on as the younger team, but top to bottom, it's all pretty much the
1: same as it's been for the last 10 years. When you look at the West and you talk about the same storyline, you talk about the San Antonio Spurs, quietly going to the best record of NBA and then getting the playoffs, and we're looking at a 2-1 Dallas Mavericks lead. Yeah, they lost a 1-8 series <laughs> uh, when, in 2011 against Memphis. Yeah, so they yeah. were the last team to do it. So You look at the four seed in the East, the Chicago Bulls, uh, Tom Thibodeau, again, defensive player, uh, coach of the year, defensive coach of the year. Uh, was it? Yeah, defensive coach of the year. I thought he got that. Something like that. Joe Noah got defensive player D- of the defense. year. Joakim Noah got defensive co- player of the year. Yeah. And what did uh, Thibodeau do? Nothing. He, he got some defense or something. Okay. Uh, I'll look it up because I could be wrong, but most time I'm not. Chicago Bulls fourth seed. Fourth seeds, uh they're in a battle against the Washington Wizards, a team that we didn't even t- we didn't talk about as much. I know outside of the show, a lot of guys talk about wa- watch the watch- Washington Wizards. Watch the Washington Wizards. Watch what these guys do. Um, they play ball over there, sitting in the five Cs. The playoff, the atmosphere alone, and I give two thumbs up to though because he never has, not never, he doesn't have a lot of his offensive power, and he still get these guys. He doesn't play, have any. He, yeah, but he still get these guys to to get into the playoffs at a, at a fourth seed, which in my opinion is good, um, and to play at a high level. But, when you run into a team that has an offensive power and a Washington Wizard, it's hard to overcome that. Even defensively, the team you are. Yeah, no, totally. And and Bradley
2: Beal, that draft pick working out is can change the face of the franchise. Not just because he's the best player. Like That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that having a guy with John Wall that's young and fast and smart and can shoot the lights Strong. out, it's huge. And getting draw, uh, getting on Martian Gortat in the trade, they have Nene. Trevor Reese has always been a nice little uh, a small forward that... Can just can do things, can shoot threes, can steal the basketball. They have a good team. Their bench leaves a little something to be desired, but we are noticing now that in the playoffs, good de- good offense beats good defense, and that's why the Chicago Bulls can't win. And, and, and you know, there's speculation that Carmelo will go there in the offseason. They'll get somebody. Derrick Rose will come back for eight games and then get hurt again, and then you he have get hurt again, and then you you have you'll have somebody come in because now it's proof positive that they need to score and they just don't have one,
1: and it's not fair. The Chicago Bulls, you're hearing it right here now. Regardless of who's in the league, Derrick Rose come back and they get Carmelo Anthony and they got that. The, the problem with getting don't say Carmelo it. Anthony and keeping Rose having a Derrick Rose with Derrick Rose, I don't think going anywhere. Um, they won't be able to trade him anywhere because of the two injuries. So he's going to have to get. They're going to have to get their money's worth out of him. Yeah, I'm about to say it. Don't. But they are going to have to give up so much. It, it's kind of like you got to give up so much to get one guy. Just one guy. Not a lot of guys are getting paid over there. Well, Boozer's getting paid. Yeah, but it changed. Boozer can go.
2: Yeah. Start Taj Gibson. I don't know why they're waiting so long to start him. can go.
1: See, I don't like playing people off their name or the image that who he was in Utah. I don't don't like that. Play the guy. If you're trying to win a basketball game, play the best guy. Bring Boozer off the bench. Uh, He's still serviceable. What he does now... Coming off the bench, he'd be six men a year. They don't even play him in the fourth quarter. He's a first
2: quarter guy. They try to get him score points in the for, in the first quarter because he can't play defense. He doesn't rebound when the when it matters, and he can't shoot free throws when it matters. And it, you don't have when you don't have one of your starters playing in the fourth quarter. You have a bench player Taj Gibson coming and play
1: in your position. Something's amiss. So so to, so to move on from that, let me say this: If they get Carmelo Anthony, and they got Derrick Rose. They will be in the finals next year.
2: No, oh, you're out of your mind. They got
1: defense already with nobody. Those two offensive guys. Carmelo's de- a
2: cancer, man. Call him, you you say? I heard <laughs> you. I heard <laughs> you talk about me when I was. I, I heard the show on Thursday. Well, I, that, ma- like, that I, I don't hate Carmelo Anthony You
1: hate him No I don't You despise him all Despise of, and hate all of, my,
2: all of my reasoning Is based on numbers And <laughs> based on things That actually happened It's not based on Pure hatred for the guy uh, He's said, not important okay. enough In my life for me to hate him
1: Right He's you, not But you despise him What's the difference No
2: I think he's an Incomplete basketball player And that's what I've said From day one He's incomplete because he never
1: learned how to play defense. There's a lot of incomplete basketball players that we call stars, and we like them. We Who? know they incomplete. Name another
2: one that's that's a superstar in this league that is incomplete, that is talked about being incomplete. Steve Nash. Okay. Sure. Fair. He doesn't play defense. He's but, incomplete. Well, but offensively, he's one of the best point guards to ever play the game. Because they gave him
1: the uh, MVP. No. Yes. Well, numbers. Uh, Steve, numbers. Nash is, Steve Nash. His, he led the league I'm in not assists. Like, I'm not saying anything. I'm trying to... Make a point. I'm not saying anything because I I like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Steve Nash fan I know. all the way. I'm not saying, especially after he made the comment, I'm playing for the money. <laughs> a lot of guys wouldn't do that. Yeah, a lot of guys wouldn't make that comment. But I'm trying to give. I'm trying to give you a a, a situation or a person or people that there are a lot of incomplete guys in basketball right now today, and they are superstars. But we like to think they are stars and they are superstars, and we like to think well, he got an entire package. Michael Jordan was incomplete until he learned until he started playing defense. And then, well, he was, and then he started playing defense. It became the, the total package. Of yeah, the he got
2: like all all, M-
1: all defense NBA first team like six or seven times. Yeah, oh yeah, in his thirteen year career, Or something whatever the career yeah. was. Carmelo yeah. would never be on that list. Carmelo will get in the list because the same reason Jordan got on the list, Carmelo going to have to be on the list cuz you going to have to play defense. Yeah, at Tom Tibaldo's off. You uh, can't sister. teach somebody that's been in the league 12 or 13 years something how to play differently. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, cuz there's there's no way you are going to come here. I don't I don't think Tom Thibodeau will mess up his team. I would like to have Dirk Rose back before Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. But if I can get a Carmelo Anthony complete with Dirk Rose in case either one of them go hurt. You don't have either one of them right now and look where they are. They sitting 3-1. They down. Three one to the Washington Wizards, but they are in the playoffs. They're one of the best teams. They're they're the best teams in the, one of the best teams in the East. So if I got either one of those offensive powers, then I can play. I'll be. I'm not looking at a three one series now in Washington. If I got Carmelo Anthony and Washington Wizards uniform, I mean in the Chicago Bulls uniform, or if I got Derrick Rose in the Chicago Bull- Bulls uniform, I'm not looking at three one situation. Yeah, right. I know, and I understand Derrick Rose. I mean, I get it. they. And I think you do. Um, Despise Carmelo Anthony. You you say it's based off the numbers? Well, yeah. Okay. But then if you base them off the numbers, then based off those other guys and what they had around him. And then I think Carmelo had everything he needed around him in New York. Amari minor. You watch Felton, but Felton kind of slacked off this year. He also had a gun charge that, you know. He's not smart. Bored upon himself. Yeah. You looked at uh, J.R. Ryder, who was um, J.R. Smith. (laughs) Not Ryder. J.R. Smith, who had a lot of antics this year. Did not have anything to do with basketball? No. What was his Tyson focus? Tyson Chandler. So you can understand Tyson Chandler. Well, but Amari my was hurt understand. all year. Yeah. Like, towards the end, He's when they started going on a year.
2: run, when they started going on a run, he was he, playing he, 30 minutes a game. Like, they still have right. the makeup in New York to be a good team. But J.R. Smith and him on
1: the same team is problematic. I don't think so. It's J.R. Smith? Yeah. I think J.R. Smith... They're I, both going to be seen, the alpha male with the ball when they're on the court. You remember Mike's uh, Mike Wilson, his first when he took over for Dan Antonio. Yeah, J.R. Smith went lights out. Carmelo was still playing lights out, but when he was when he was playing he wouldn't, when he was playing lights out, this is when he got a contract. Jr. This when they signed him to that contract because they thought In this, this right here can yeah this right here can work. J.R. Smith, Carmelo Anthony, our defensive guys, a star matter He can still get us fifteen points. Tyson Chandler's going to play some defense. You put those two guys together. You let uh, Felton, Raymond Felton uh, orchestrate that offense. That can work. So when, when you say you're basing off the numbers as far as Carmelo Anthony and why you don't like him, then you got to find out what's what's around this guy the entire time. And I always well, thought I always thought he had people around him. It doesn't matter because he doesn't pass the ball to those people. They pass it to him. So you tell me, he's taking out, passing them to himself, dribbling down, and shooting? No, I'm saying that
2: his, so who, his, do play, his, who do
1: you put that on? Do you put that on the coach? Or do you say...
2: Well, I put that on Jim Bayheim first. I put that on the Syracuse <laughs> to begin with. I mean, because they don't... Playing zone defense in college is crippling these guys to learn how to play defense in the NBA, number one. <laughs> number two, I put it on Carmelo for not wanting to change. He
1: wants to be the star. He wants to be the leading scorer in the league every year.
2: I think that's and, why
1: he went to those certain teams he went to because he, he, wasn't, he wasn't willing to play full-time defense. Yeah. And if he goes to Chicago... He's going to have to and play defense. Absolutely correct. He's going to have and to play might, defense. And it might it might deter him from going to Chicago, it possibly because if I can't shoot the ball when I want to shoot the ball, you can't beat me all the time. And you have to understand
2: that when you watch these games, I'm just I'm re- reporting what is happening, and I'm just putting my spin on it. Um, you putting your hate on it? No, no, no it. I'm not. It's a direct correlation between his assist numbers and them winning games. And I set a stat through like 25 games or 30 games. It was out of control when he had four more assists in a game. They were like 11 and three, and they were under 500 overall. So I think, I, I
1: think Carmelo is a—he's a really—he's
2: a, I, he's a, I re- he's a really you, good basketball player,
1: right? I can argue with you about that, but I know he doesn't play defense. So what will deter him from going to Chicago is you understand those guys. Joe Kim Noah is not going to allow him to come there. Joker we will fight him in every practice. Yeah. We'll not allow him to come there if we don't play defense. This is all we got. We got a chance if we play defense. Any team in any sport on any level, if you play defense, you have got a strong chance. But when it comes down to some firepower in the, in the big game, we watched the um, watch the Super Bowl. We watched the high-power offense that des- that destroyed most teams in the NFL. Best, best offense ever, ever. Ever. And we watched the defense win that game. Yeah. So I think, I really believe... Offense is for show, defense is for do. Yeah, you come out there and you get it done. That's fair.
2: I mean, Carmelo, it's going to be this. The next decision he makes will show everybody what he's in the NBA for. If he wants to win a championship, you
1: go to Chicago, and there's no turning back from this no, decision he no, makes this now. Is it. This
2: is his last. This is his last major, big deal, major contract. Okay? So c- Chicago for championship. You know, staying in New York and bringing somebody in, championship. If he goes to, like, I don't know, Milwaukee, you know, if, if he goes and gets a max deal somewhere else just where he can play and run around and do whatever he wants, then that means that he doesn't care about playing and winning. He doesn't care about the history of the game. He just cares about making money. So well, it, it's going to be a huge decision. If he, play, if he decision. cares about
1: making money, he's going to have to stay in New York. Well, because right, because the max deal is more there. Right, he's, he's going to to stay in New York. Chicago, he's going to have to... When he goes to Chicago, if he goes to Chicago, this gonna tell me this gonna tell me one of the things about Carmelo Anthony is that now he wants to win a championship. Yeah, but why wouldn't you want to win a championship from day one? I don't understand where the like you would
2: understand you're you're a mentally strong yeah. you were mentally strong full player. Why would you not want to win right away?
1: Maybe maybe you put that on Jim Behan because they they won they won <laughs> over there they won they beat Kansas and it, they they won. Some guys just I tell you these when you look at these professional guys. Don't forget that they were 12 years old and everybody told them they was all world. Yeah, And they've been telling them this all the way until they got up to AAU, high school, AAU, college, the one year in college, the maybe the two years in college, maybe straight to the NBA. They've been telling these guys this, if not by words, by contract, by endorsements, that you are the best in the world. So when Carmelo never got that point, when that point never got across to him, then you're going to have to play defense one day. See,, on, on, the only thing he might have gotten was, "All you got to do is pass me the ball." And that's how AA, AI was, but AI plays defense. He don't lead the leading steals and not say, "I don't play defense." But he did come in and say, "You didn't bring me here to pass the ball. You pulled you me to Philly to shoot, But then he learned how to play because you want to be the best, like Jordan had to learn how to be the best uh, all-around player. You credit that to what's around you. You credit to the mentality of uh, "I can stay home, Carmelo Anthony, in New York and get paid." Who are you going to bring in, uh, Jackson, Phil Jackson, to help me win? Because you're going to have to get rid of some of those guys if you're trying to bring in. A, you got to bring in another superstar. There's no one superstar in the NBA that can win right. a Not championship anymore. by himself. Not anymore. Yeah. Well, I guess never, never. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, no, you're right. So it's going to, it's going to be. I just hope on he doesn't become a Laker. That, that would be a
2: crossroads Who? of my sports life. You said you would not like no, the, the I Lakers wouldn't be a Laker so fan if Carmelo was on the Lakers. But one guy. So you hate him. No, I don't. You I hate not,
1: everything he stands
2: for. You, you I don't, don't know
1: what he stands for.
2: In the, with When he puts a jersey on, I don't like what he stands for. You don't like him hitting 30 points a game. No. It's detrimental. What has he won? Has he ever gotten of the first round of the playoffs? No. It, it doesn't you matter. You He's guy. Tracy McGrady.
1: <laughs> Tracy McGrady was a great basketball yeah, he player. He was.
2: He was more fun to watch in Carmelo, in my opinion, because he would flirt with triple-doubles once in a while. You know, he'd play defense
1: once in a while. If he goes to the lake, see, this sounds like hate, and I'm not going to make this about you and Carmelo Anthony because I want to move on to the Clippers okay. situation. Yeah. Good segue. If this sounds like hate, <laughs> <Fuck. laughs> the hate part of it, yeah. If this sounds like, to me, if he becomes a Laker, you would not be a Laker fan, and all you ever been was a Laker fan. Yeah, I, That sounds like hate to th- me. That's
2: lofty. I mean, I probably would be a Laker fan still, but I, I still don't like him.
1: That's okay. You don't have to like everybody. I don't like a lot of people. I hope he changes because I want to like him.
2: Like, it, this isn't like a, no, I don't oh, like, so like him, and a, I have no reason why. Oh, like, so it's,
1: I, it's like, a, it's like a, a, a soap opera star that you love to hate. No. I don't, there's no love I'm, about I'm not. I'm not <laughs> saying soap opera. Soap <laughs> operas could be any show you <laughs> like, any TV show. I, I know you watch all my children and all that stuff. I know yeah, you here that. at that General Hospital? Uh-huh. Yeah, I used to watch General Hospital. I before. bet I you did. I did. Um, no,
2: I mean, if he changes, if he learns how to play defense, I mean, I'm, I will change my idea about him.
1: But I, until then, okay, I'm done talking about Carmelo. No you're, not. no, you're not. No, you're not. Whew. Other games that were played was the Los Angeles Clippers and the Golden State Warriors. We watched this game in in a mindset that how was the Los Angeles Clippers the these guys, Chris Pauls, Blake Griffin? Uh, how how were they going to come out and play in a game a day or two after their owner come out with these racial comments that he's made about his girlfriend? Who happens to be black and Mexican um, descent? How are these guys going to come out to play? Now, as far as basketball is concerned, the Golden State Warriors beat them down one eighteen to ninety seven, and we saw another lopsided win like that in Game Two when the Clippers beat them down one thirty eight to ninety eight. That is a horrible <laughs> way to lose a basketball game. Yeah. But was it the comments made? And I said basketball. <clears throat> Playoffs has been interesting. All these games have been good, but until you go to the Los Angeles Clippers and the Golden State Warriors, have been good except for the two blow off games they didn't have. Now one of them had, one of them was just that you know that I thought the Golden State Warriors came out, they they felt they stole Game One, so they just relaxed on their yeah l- relaxed. And happy with the split. Happy with the split. But then the, the Clippers come back, refocus, and destroy them. Not just beat them, but destroy them. One thirty eight to ninety eight. Clippers uh, win back to back games 98 to 96 in Golden State. The Warriors win their last game at home before the Clippers go back to LA 118 to 97. Did they have a lot to do with the because we should be talking about how the Golden State Warriors came out and won that game and and they put themselves right back into a situation where they need to steal another game and possibly that has to happen what Tuesday tomorrow in game in game five. Was it Golden State Warrior playing good basketball, or was it the heavy heart and mind, the thoughts that the Los Angeles Clippers have because their their owner, um, what is Donald Silverman Sterling? Sterling, not Silverman. Silverman is the uh, basketball commissioner, but Donald Sterling makes comments about he doesn't want any his girlfriend to have any pictures with any black guys on her Instagram or whatever Facebook or whatever she has. He doesn't want her bringing, to, bringing any black people to any of his games that he played. Now, mind you, this guy bought this team, Los Angeles Clippers. We used to talk, Los Angeles Clippers was the pit of basketball. Yeah. So he buys this team for $15, 20000000 million, and now it's worth. Close to $800 million. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know the That's exact That's worth number. close to $800 million. But think about that profit. Think yeah. about who's been playing for those teams, playing on his, his teams. Their head coach his, now played for him. Yes, their head coach played for him. Uh, I think Mark Jackson might have played for yeah. him. Uh, that the now coaches go to State Warriors. So, what is t- it? To answer your question, Golden State was on fire. Like
2: this was yeah. the, in the game before they weren't. So this is what this is what uh, Splash City, or whatever the Splash Brothers. This is what they do. They're hot one day and they're not the next. So that they the, the Clippers kind of walked into a buzz saw to begin with because Golden State was on fire. I mean, Steph Curry was Steph Curry at home. Once you get a lead in Golden State at Oracle, you don't relinquish it. That's just that's a new Sacramento. Golden State is a new Sacramento from the late '90s and early 2000s. The Clippers. They're, if they're going to play, they have to come to a point where they need to
1: be mentally strong.
2: Why? Play for each other. They,
1: what that, you, they I, only think, I think they do that anyway. Why, but why? Why Why in 2014? I, I did a... I did a um,
2: do you want to win a championship or a, not? Like, and, and listen, no. I'm not condoning. I'm not no. saying that what he did was right. I'm not saying that they should play. But if you but ask I'm me saying, that
1: question for that owner, I don't want that owner benefit for anything. So, w- so what next? They can't force him to sell the team. They can't force him to sell a team. And it's going to be from some uh, ramifications that this even got leaked out. Because in LA, you can't record somebody without them knowing they're being recorded. So there's going to be some ramifications to that. Now, that's not. So it won't hold so, up in court, but. It won't hold up in court, but we know what kind of person he is. <laughs> yes. Okay. No, I I don't play. I didn't play for the uh, Big Wheels. I, didn't play, I played for myself, my family, and my teammates. Th- this is not a surprise to me. That he came out and said this or or that he's like this this is not a surprise to me it's just that we hear it now that yeah. we know it now there's a lot of owners like this he said my friends don't have to call me my friends are some of my owners I'm not saying that they are but you gotta if I was to guess and think and maybe who is his who are his friends my rich friends, people okay that has something to do with wealthy people not rich wealthy yeah, like the wealthy people my friends don't have to call me. So I'm thinking, who are his friends? And why would they call him and say, hey, you see your girlfriend? She's t- taking another picture of a black guy. This black guy happened to me, Magic Johnson. He, Donald Sterling calls Magic Johnson out by name and said, I don't even want him at my game. How do I, as a fan in LA, go to another game? Don't, I'm not taking it away from this owner. This owner's going to have to own up. I'm not, how do you make him sell the team of his? You can't do that. You can't do it. You can't do it. But now, you're not going to get guys that want to go there. Just like when Eli Manning, Eli Manning got drafted to the San Diego Chargers, he was adamant about and I think his dad had a whole lot to do with it. He's not going to San Diego. It worked out well for him. He played in two Super Bowls. He got two Super Bowl rings against the same guy. Now when you get draft picks, when you get these guys who want to come out, do they have the right to say, I don't want to play for somebody like that That's under interesting. the line? I, I don't want to play for him. Free agency. Do you think you're going to get any free you going to have to overpay People to come on there. But then I got to look at those people like, how would you play for them? They, this, so is that was really about money. this is really bad. This is really bad. This is terrible. Yeah. I mean, this is something that will trigger. But then his wife says she's not racist. So how could you, if you were somebody for that long, how do you not know he's a racist and you saying you're not a racist? Yeah. Now, that is possible that you're not and he is. But if you're not and he is and you know that and you've been with for that long, how do you stay with that? Now, all of these things have been said.
2: Okay, so he did what he did. It's awful. It's, it, it's unequivocally bad. Okay? What do they do now? Like, this is. That's uh, the so, main part. So, <laughs> what, what can they do that is correct? Because it would be correct for them to not play. It'd be correct for nobody to go to the games. It'd be correct. But in the grand scheme of things, you want to win championships, right? But see,
1: this is what everybody's going to get to. It's correct. Everything you said, it was correct for them to do all those things and, and probably. 20 to 50, 50 more things, it would be correct for them to do. But everybody's going to come back to, well, you got to play the game. You got to play the game for who?
2: Well, For yourself first? Well, you know what? You're an employee. Mm-hmm. So it's this really shows when professional sports are a job. It's an occupation. Mm-hmm. And this is, you can picket sign, you can boycott, you can do what you want. But when it comes down to it, most employees will play the game regardless of what's happening around it. And this is one of the most catastrophic things anybody could say,
1: anybody could feel for the sport. He hasn't even been fined yet. I, Colby, well, I know, Kobe Bryant got fined $100,000 for a gay slur. The uh-huh. next the next day... I remember that. Uh, Roy Hibbert got fined $75,000 $75, for a homophobic slur. Uh-huh. Joe Kim Noah. I think, I think he day, had one, too. The next day. Yeah, but this is... Th- this
2: Adam been, Silver, Adam Silver's not getting really anything easy to be a, 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 at the beginning you know, of his... Uh, David
1: Stern, because David <laughs> Stern was the one to find these guys, and, and he find them, uh, even with the uh, Roy Hibbert part of it, um, comment that he made, the homophobic slur he made, he said, although it was a serious apology, there's no room for this in the NBA. Yeah. We will find the employee before we find the owner. The owner should be held at another esteem a higher esteem that, if you do this, then who's to say your players can't do this? Yeah. You can't be a hypocrite. Who wants to play for this same old mentality of older white men? Uh, and you look across the board and who's come through the Los Angeles Clippers? How this money was raised uh, from buying a team from 20, say $20 million to where it is today. You just that great of a marketing department? You that great of a marketer? You that great of getting these guys here? I don't think. I don't think... The head coach would, had he known this, would have still played for him. And the head coach for the Golden Clippers, he's married to a white woman. So we know this guy. Uh, had he known this, I don't think he would have went to be employed by the Los Angeles Clippers. I don't think anybody could do that. I don't think when they when they vetoed that trade. For the Clippers, for Chris Paul, and then Chris Paul had to go there. My whole thing with this is I like to see where these guys go from here. I like to see where a Chris Paul go from here or Blake Griffin. Yeah.
2: No, I I agree. 575 mil is what the Clippers are worth. And it was bought for $12 million.
1: 12, $12 million. In 81. And I believe that dollars.
2: was probably when they were in San Diego and, ju- and were just about to move
1: up to LA. I believe that that is the case. You buy, um, you buy a team for twelve million dollar and and now if he's but forced, money money can't be an issue with this money is money is an issue for everything. No, but no, if he's forced to sell his team, he's gonna make out
2: great. Yeah,
1: but and not the five hundred. That team is worth that team is worth more for somebody who want to buy this. Yeah, team.
2: no, absolutely. Um, with and, and a little side note here, this is the best thing that could ever happen to the Clippers. Because you get the problem out. And he did the work for the Clippers. Everybody knew he was like this. He had something. Remember, Elgin Baylor was his GM for a long time. I, I don't know if he's still, he still He was a GM for a long time. And he had a, he's had. he been hinting at ethnic slurs for a while now. Elgin, the, Elgin Well, no, uh, Donald Sterling. Oh, but okay. Elgin Baylor, who's a black man who played with the Lakers, right. who is one of the best players of all time. He, he. I remember something about him being pressured. Something in that regard about his race from Donald Sterling, and it was never investigated. He did all the work here. Donald Sterling did everything. Well, the, the chick that recorded it did everything, and now everybody but she knows was
1: illegal in doing so. Right I understand. At.
2: So, what are we going to do now? I don't know with him. What would you do if you were part of the Clippers thing? Think like it, it's. Okay, what would you I'll do tell you
1: right now? If I, if I was playing for the Clips right now, if, Tuesday night. What would you do? If I you're would, Chris Paul, I'm not. You playing. wouldn't play. I'm not playing. You asked me what I would do. Yes. I'm not playing, and I'm not getting fined for not playing. I just can't play for somebody. I know those guys had, I I bet it was the toughest decision, one of the toughest decisions they made. So now he don't want any black people at his state. So nobody I know black could have came to my games. Chris Paul, wife and kids, can't come to his game, can't come to the game. Magic Johnson, who he say he loves, but he's black, he can't come to this game. His wife, whom's white, who is white, Say she's not a racist. You really wouldn't play. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not questioning your decision. You, you are I'm questioning saying, me no, because I'm, you asked me, and I told you I wouldn't play, it, and wow. then you asked me again.
2: That, I mean, it's just it's. I mean, I don't know.
1: It's it, it's. This is un. This no, is, I wouldn't play. Okay, no, I wouldn't play. So you would you? I, that, would, that's a tough decision. That's I said. These guys had to make one of the toughest decisions, mm-hmm. probably in their life, to play because in the because the world we live in and everybody. Want to say the world is changing, it's changing? Where is it changing? Where is it changing when it still goes on? This is goes on every day behind closed doors. This conversation took place behind a closed door, mm-hmm. and it got out to the light, and it got out. So I don't, I don't trust people. I don't put, I don't. People are who they are. And people are gonna be who they are. Mm-hmm. They gonna be who they are. They gonna, so they get around their friends, black or white, yellow, brown, red, green, purple. They get around their friends, and they talk how they talk, and they say what they say. But when, that's, when that get out, it becomes a huge conversation piece, become a huge issue. And then you wonder, 2014, we still talking about this? We just did a show. Uh, Kevin and I was talking before we got on the air uh, about hockey. Hockey used to be one of my favorite sports when I was in college because that's all I did was play hockey. And I didn't, it, it didn't bother me. There was another African-Americans playing. There was about two, and when they came in, they came in to be the bully. There was no superstar status attached behind their name. So that's your American, that's your world when they come in. What you see on TV is what they show you. So for me, right now sitting in the studio with you in Arizona, if I go over to London, England, or anywhere, I'm going to perceive a different way because of what they see on American TV, and that's all American TV shows. That you, you would have thought Cops was a, was a black show. That's all they show. And, and it's a perception, but nobody has enough in them to, to really go talk to somebody. they they trying to change history books right now in this country to take slavery out of history books because they want certain people, they want white people to feel comfortable about what they've done. they trying to, now you go do your research on this, and I'm not making this up. they trying to take, t- take slavery out of history books right now in Texas. Yeah, I, I, I will do, I, I'll look it up. Yeah, I mean, look that up. Because I'm not making anything, no, like, I especially believe in him. a situation with this. Now, you, so, can't, you can't make this guy sell his team. Right. So what do the uh, other owners do? I don't think you bring the other owners involved with this. Why I would you do this? I don't I, so either. But everybody's talking about bringing the other owners in. And some of these guys are friends with each other. So you sit
2: Tuesday. Do, do you just boycott the rest of the series? Like, like, if you were the and team, have to be these made. guys are talking about this right now. I'm sure you have team meetings, four hours a day, what do we do?
1: Yeah. Because now, now it's just... That's you, unfortunate.
2: Well, now you, your, boy, your your team has your back. The, you've done it all year. You guys are a tight-knit group. And now you need each other more than ever, including the coach.
1: Yeah, this yeah. is like, this is just men talking in a room. See, I like Doc what, Rivers. I like Doc Rivers because Doc Rivers put all his onus on him. His team lose a game in the midst of all this nonsense. Mm-hmm. Doc River says, "I didn't get my team ready to play." He put it on him, and that to me, psychologically, that's a, that's a to defer. Let's talk about what we didn't do as a team, and not, let us not talk about uh, what our owner said and all that. Let's try to refocus and get them play. Because yeah. if you're gonna play now, if you're gonna play, be all in with it. Yeah, right. Be all in, and that's your
2: damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. You don't play, or you play, and say you win a championship for a guy that said all that stuff about.
1: About African-Americans. So right. it's, it's kind of a lose-lose, well, which is a tough situation to be in for. We'll, we'll take about a segment or two and finish up this conversation tomorrow. Um, we, unfortunately, we got to get out of here. Uh, I'm not supposed to talk, I know. Alex Clancy in the studio. We'll come back tomorrow we'll finish it up. It, I mean, you could talk about this all week, but yeah. let's, let's just put a, uh, a slight nail or two in the coffin. Uh, we'll open it back up if some more stuff come up. Kwame not to talk, Alex Clancy. We'll see you guys tomorrow.